You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is titled, What Do Angels Do? by Joe Kime and is part two of two. If that is true, if Jesus had that many angels, then how many angels do you think there are? Somewhere in the Bible, I believe it's in Revelations, it talks about when Jesus, maybe that's in uh, Thessalonians too, when Jesus will appear in the clouds, who will be with him? Angels. It says literally hundreds and thousands, tens of thousands and multitudes and multitudes of angels will come with Jesus. And I think that as far as the eye can see that way and that way and that way and that way, the whole sky is going to be completely loaded with hundreds of millions of angels coming to bring home, welcome home, the born-again Christians. It'll be a sight that you and I cannot even imagine. Okay, here's a question. When we go through difficult times, and some of us did this week, right? We had some difficult times. When we go through difficult times, we often do so because we don't have a lot of choices. Mary, did you have a lot of choices? We talked about it this morning. These thoughts enter our mind, and, and we didn't welcome those thoughts, did we? They just sort of hit us as soon as we woke up. They just came automatically. They didn't ask, can I come into your mind? They just came. And if you don't watch yourself, they will, con- they will take over in you and, and they can destroy your whole day, your whole week. But a lot of times when we face difficulties, it's because we don't have a lot of choices. How do you deal with your difficult situation? When you can't do what Jesus did, order 12,000 angels to come and deliver you from your difficulties, how do you handle yours? Somebody want to tell us? How do you handle your difficulties? You can go to God. (laughs) Mary says you can go to God instead of God coming to you. How, How else do you take care of your difficulties? How do you deal with your difficulties? Before we were saved, we went through it alone, didn't we? After we're saved, we have someone beside us. And uh, that gives you a comforting feeling, knowing that you have God. Not only God, but His messengers. Who are His messengers? The angels. 
I am totally convinced that at all times there's angels delivering us far more often than what we have ever dreamed that we've been delivered from angels. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12 and look at verse number 2. This verse tells us that Jesus endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And here's a question. Did Jesus die for his own joy? Did he refrain from calling those angels for his own joy? How in the world could Jesus have gotten joy out of going to the cross for us? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Somebody go ahead and read that. What a what a scripture. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. How could he have had joy enduring the cross? Because he didn't just look on circumstances. He looked at him and told what all he could win. I mean, what all he would exactly that's exactly what the scripture says Jesus was not focused on the immediate circumstances was he that's not where he had his focus Mary when you and I have rough weeks like we did this week you know what we tend to do we, we got tunnel vision I can't look up there's something in the way and we struggled through it. But Jesus said, get rid of that hand. Look out. Because there's a reward up there. And I got my eyes on that reward. So this little bit of endurance of hanging on the cross, I can do that. Because I know what it will do for mankind. I know what will happen when I get through this. He's at the right hand of the Father, right? And it's over with and that's why he could say, I endure it for the joy that is set before me. Okay? That's what we have to do. Is it selfish to do things for the motive of benefiting of ourselves? Is it selfish to do things for the motive of benefiting of ourselves? Does that make sense to you? Is it okay to have a motive for this reason because it's going to benefit us? In other words, it sounds sort of selfish. I'm doing it for my own selfish reason because I know it's going to benefit me. For instance, Jesus. He knew he was going to get benefit out of going to the cross. Was it selfish on his part to say, I'm going to do it because I know what's out there. No. He already had that. 
he already had that. Right. He would have never had to leave it in the first place. Do we ever, though, become selfish and we do things out of our own ambition because we know of the joy or, or, or the reward that is set before us and we do it for our own selfishness? Do we ever do that? Probably every day. <laughs> <laughs> is that wrong if you're not doing, if you're helping someone anyway? I mean, you still want to help them, but yet you know you're getting the reward at the end. Is that wrong? Here, here's 25 bucks. I know you're struggling. <laughs> I got a reward coming. Is, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Here, take this 50. I can't hardly give it, but I want that reward. So it's the sort of having a motive. Uh huh. Okay. Do you think angels are married? <laughs> Let's go to Matthew chapter, or I'm sorry, Luke chapter 20. Luke chapter 20, and we'll look at verse 27. We're going to read down through there because uh, we're going to look, actually look at 10 verses starting at verse 27. Verse 35 is kind of the verse I want to, to notice here. It talks about angels and, and marriage and that kind of thing. Because here's what the problem was. The Sadducees had a question for Jesus. They said, hey, you know, uh, if I'm married to Esther down here on earth and, and she dies and I die and, I don't know, let's say that she dies and I get remarried and, and that woman dies and I get remarried seven times and all my wives die and then I die, who am I going to be married to when I get to heaven? That was the question. And that's Jesus answers that. Okay, look at verse 27. Some, Luke 20, verse 27. Some of the Sadducees who say there is no resurrection. In other words, when you die, that's it. They came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and have children for his brother. Now... There were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and then the third married her. And in, and in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Okay, I had it wrong there. I had it backwards. Finally, the woman died too. Okay, are you following? The woman had seven husbands. Okay, verse 33. Now then, at the resurrection, whose, li whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, the people of this age marry and are given in marriage. In other words, what he's saying is, the people of this time period on earth, while you're on earth, you marry and you're given to marriage. Then we look at verse 35. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in that age and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry nor be given in marriage. And they can no longer die, for they are like the angels. They are God's children, since they are children of the resurrection. 
So are we going to marry and be given in marriage? Nope. We're going to be just like who? The angels. The angels don't marry either. Are angels created? Were they created or have they always been? They're created. Why were they created? What's their purpose? To worship God. To worship God. That's the purpose for all of God's creation is to worship Him. Uh, and you know the Bible says that God is jealous when somebody doesn't worship Him. God becomes very jealous when somebody worships their car instead of Him. He becomes very jealous when you begin to worship your family and not Him. He doesn't want you and me to put one thing between Him and, and yourself. He wants everything clear and He wants your total worship all the time, 24 hours a day. Okay, one more verse. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. What is an angel's job description? What, are their, what is their job description? Obviously, worship is probably the first thing. But, along with worship, they also do something else. Hebrews chapter 1, look at, somebody read verse 14 and tell us, what is an angel's job description? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will what, Mary? Be heirs of salvation. Be heirs of salvation. So what are the angels, what is their job description? Minister. To minister to everybody or to who? Those who, are Those who are heirs or will inherit salvation. So once you become a born-again Christian, you have an angel assigned to you who will minister to you. And ministering we need. When we're discouraged and we're down and we're having a hard week or a hard day, I believe... If it wasn't for that angel, it would be even harder because that angel ministers to us. Now, let me ask you this. Should you pray to an angel? Should you pray to your angel? Dear angel, my angel, hear my words and pray to him. Is that okay? No. No. Sam says no. Is he right? Sure. Um, angel of God, we should say just at night before we went to bed. Angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom his love commits me here, ever this day or night, be at my side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Now we teach that to little kids. Okay. Sam says we shouldn't pray to angels. We, we should not pray for angels' protection. Joyce said, I have a prayer to share. 
it's straight to an angel, right? So what do you guys think? Who's... I think we should pray to God for the angels. Okay. Pray to God for the angels' protection? Levi? We should, I think it's kind of alright to pray to the angels. Pray to God. Okay. When we say to whom his love, meaning God, his love, it's here. Okay. So I'm here because of God's love. Right, right. My, my uh, belief on that is that we should pray for, but not pray to. Kind of what Sam said. Am I right? <laughs> I, I would say I would agree with Sam 100%. We should not pray to but we should pray for the protection of the angel. We should always, the disciples came to Jesus and said, what is the best way to pray? And Jesus gave a model prayer, didn't he? He said, how does it start off? Our Father. Dear Susie, how would it be if I wrote Mary a letter and said, hello out there. Or, you know, I want to specifically write Rachel a letter, so I'm going to put on there, Dear Rachel. In this case, Heavenly Father, because this is directed to you, protect me today with your angels, because his angels are nothing more than another creation. They're just another creation like you and me. And they, they were able to sin. They sinned, didn't they? A third of them sinned and got kicked out of heaven. And ever since then, they have worked against their Creator. Okay, very good. Excellent. That was all I got. Uh, I, ho I hope this will help you to be more aware of your angel or angels. And thank God for your angel. Thank God for sending you a ministering angel. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.